Are you ready to have your mind? Are you ready to discover your inner awesome? I am so ready. It's been a long time coming. The tide is turning. We tired of running. We rising up. It's been a long time coming. They proud is hurting. Shake off that burden and that dirt in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Raj Nation Innovations Discover Your Inner Awesome Podcast. My name is Rajiv Nathan, aka the Raj Nation. I am your show's host. I am the founder of Raj Nation Innovation, a hip hop artist and a yoga instructor. Above all else, I am a storyteller. I am joined by my co host, Victoria Cohen, aka VC Money. Victoria is the voice behind Almonds and Asana. She's a yoga instructor, a blogger, a health, wellness, and fitness enthusiast. Above all else, she is an activist. This is Discover Your Inner Awesome, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, startup founders, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions. The questions that help creative thinkers like you and I better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. In this episode, we sit down with Maggie Pavelko. Maggie is the co-founder of Swap Adventure. Last week, we had her co-founder, Angelica, on the show. But this week, we're talking to Maggie about a different topic, which is asking the question, how do you give back? Now, before we dive into this conversation, I want to send you an invitation and reminder, if you're not a member of our tribe, head to www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com and subscribe to our email newsletter there. Doing so means you will get an email every Monday when a new episode of this show drops, which means you will never miss out on the awesome. All right, let's dive in now to our conversation with Maggie Pavelko. How do you give back? Let's listen in. You know, depending on the set of skills that we that we have or what we're passionate about, we are given every day opportunities to do something good for others. And it just seems like that is just more important than ever because we are just constantly filled with so many, like so many things that are just happening out there. Whether we turn on the news or whether we are scrolling down our social media, we see a ton of violence that's happening, hatred, crimes, and it just feels like it's really the time is now to create a balance or create a solution for all the things that are happening and and, and more goodness and, and more love because I think that the more we spread uh, the positivity out there and the goodness, the more we can potentially in some way or form, whether it's big or small, um, create a better life um, for, for us and also for our young generation and the future to come. So I, you know, I have three kids of my own and I almost feel like I want to put them in a <laughs> because there's so many things that are happening. My 12 year old, it doesn't even want to watch the news anymore. And, and it's, it's pretty scary world out there right now. And I just, it's our obligation to, to create a change. And I really love to focus now on the new generation and our generation that's and the millennials in particular, because they have the, I know that they're known and they're labeled as the lazy and the, and the greedy and egoistic generation, but they also have the desire 
to fulfill the need to give back and make a difference. And that's what we need to take advantage of because we have a chance to, to create something really great. And, you know, we are so fulfilled with the, the world right now is so self-centered and it's really all about me, me, me and, and selfies and, and how does it benefit me? And we, we need to turn that, we need to shift that and really think of ways of how we can benefit the person next to me or, or the, or the other person rather than just focusing on, on me and, um, and create that better life. And I know that changing the world is, is difficult and it's very much less, almost seems impossible, but we are all part of the same grand equation and that is life. And if we can create some way to give back and it could be in any way that you could think of, it doesn't always require money or monetary donations is one way, of course, but there's other ways that you can really impact somebody else's life. And whether that's, um, you know, just complimenting a stranger or whether you're smiling, you know, at a store and you're giving somebody a smile because that smile could have really make somebody else feel really good because they just had a very bad day <laughs> or whether it's your, you know, a lot of the things that you hear, which is so great. And I love this when you hear about somebody paying for somebody else's coffee at Starbucks or, or at a coffee shop. And that is wonderful because it really makes you feel good and you just want to pay it forward. And as the more we pay it forward, the more, you know, it multiplies. And if you can give somebody the currency of kindness, then, I think that you can do nothing but really smile. <laughs> so, you know, I, that is the exciting part. And I think that, you know, to ch change the world, I think it requires a lot of communication, a lot of awareness and cooperation. And whether it's in the business field or whether it's in the community, it's important everywhere. And, and this is the time. The life is too short. It's time to, to give back. I'm really excited to talk about this. This is a conversation I've wanted to have for a while, this specific topic about giving back, because I think it can be really tough to be like, okay, but what can I do? I'm just one person, that kind of thought. And the right. phrase you used, currency of kindness. I love that phrase. And I don't know if you came up with that, if you heard it from somewhere else, but I'm going to give you the credit for it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I heard it somewhere else, and I and I fell in love with that as well. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? We're gonna appropriate it to you, and it's it's your it's your phrase. As far as this show is concerned, it's, it's Maggie's phrase. <laughs> <laughs> <Love> it. <laughs> so this idea of currency of kindness is that right? Not everything has to be, as you said, not everything has to be a monetary donation. And one one of my favorite examples is a friend of mine. His name is Chris Leamy. Uh, he's a musician, and his songs were actually. Um, season one of this podcast, as well as season six of this podcast. His songs were the, the theme song, the intro and outro song. Um, yeah. And he got a lot of popularity in New York over the last couple of years because he started doing this thing called, it, it ended up becoming a hashtag. He didn't start it as like, I'm doing this to create a hashtag, but he ended up realizing maybe he can get some more momentum with it because it was working a couple times. And the hashtag was hashtag he plays for me. And what he would do 
is go to the subway station and where someone was, or just not even the subway station, he would go to just a street corner. And if there's a homeless person there asking for money, he would just park his guitar next to them and play for the public mm-hmm. and then ask people, you know, yeah. and then if people wanted to donate, they could donate. Yeah, and then he'd yeah, just yeah. give that money to that person. And what he was able to do with that is he ended up, you know, going all around New York and he still does it to my knowledge. And then CNN ended up like catching wind of this and then they covered him for it. And then more people wanted to get involved and more people wanted to help. And then even more people were able to give back um, in turn. And what's interesting about this is, yes, there was monetary donations involved ultimately, but the person who created that was not giving a monetary donation. and That wasn't a bad thing. He was taking a skill that he had and applying it in a benevolent way, in a, philanthrop- in a philanthropic way, which is something that I think everyone can learn from and pull from because a lot of, pe- a lot of us just don't have the money or it's like, you know, what's $1 going to do? You know, and, and even if they're like, you know, even $1 can feed a family for X number of days, in your head you're like, yeah, I know, but like I feel like I almost feel bad if I can only give a dollar. And rather than feeling bad about the lack of money you can give, it's like, okay, what skills, what skill or skills do I have that can create wealth for other people? And wealth is both money, uh, emotions, et cetera. Totally. And I mean, there's, I've actually done a whole blog post on this because there's a lot of my blog is about sort of taking lots of small actions in your everyday life to just be a more active and engaged citizen of the world. Um, and so even, I mean, if you, if you even just think about being better about recycling, like you're, yeah. you know, I mean, you're making an impact and you're giving back. I, so I'm in this yoga book club and we're reading the yamas and niyamas right now. And there's this whole section where the author talks about how she, uh, I don't know if she'd like watched a movie or watched a play or something. And she had this like really profound moment of feeling super grateful to all of her ancestors and all of the generations before her that lived like really, really difficult lives with the sole purpose of making a good life for their future children's children's children, et cetera. And it's so interesting how I think we've really slipped away from that. And, And I think there's a slight resurgence now, like, not only just post-election, but sort of with millennials and and with corporations now, like there has to be an element of giving back. Like that's that's just that's starting to get baked back into the fabric of our society and and how corporations have to be part of society, how people have to be part of society. But I think there's been this strange gap and lull of people feeling like I need to get ahead just so that I can get ahead and I can be better than you and above you and I can win, et cetera, as opposed to thinking about how it's going to impact future generations when we're no longer around. Or even even just the, I'm a big believer that like you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so you walk around the city of Chicago and there's rampant homelessness. I mean, there, there are, there are so many people that just don't have, who are not experiencing the amazing country that we live in in the way that I get to experience it and probably never will have the opportunity to. And that's a travesty. Like that's awful that there are massive swaths of the country that don't get to experience everything that's great about this country. Um, And so I think that this is just like a super timely subject of, you know, how can we each just be more, more aware of things outside of our own well-being? You know, how can we get outside yeah. of our own and bubble I 100% to see that? 
Yes. Go ahead. And Victoria, what you just based on was really important. And, you know, the experience, I think that, I think more and more people are realizing that what makes the world go round is not, it's not money. It really is giving back and finding ways to even pay it forward. Because sometimes what, you know, maybe people, I think everybody wants to make a difference in one way or form, but there are some people that help somebody, but then they expect something in return. And that almost defeats the purpose of, of giving back. But when we give back to someone without wanting something in return, that is what's more powerful and really what the purpose should be. And like you mentioned, Victoria, there's so many, you go around just the city of Chicago, there's so many homeless people and we go into the shelters and we, we actually see the families and the kids. Um, I've been to an orphanage in Europe before as well and really got to meet the kids that have been abandoned by their parents. And it breaks your heart. It really does. It breaks your heart. And you're always trying to find ways. And, and I think the more awareness we're going to give out there and give people the opportunities to give back, the more we can actually, you know, make that impact and create something out of that. Absolutely. There's, there's a couple of things in here that I want to touch on. And one of them is what you mentioned with um, Maggie, what you mentioned around, there's a lot of oftentimes people give with the expectation of getting something in return. And, and the professor, Adam Grant, at the Wharton School of Business has a whole book called Give and Take, which, which touches on this. Have you I read just, it, Victoria? No, but I just got a book. My dad just bought me another oh, book of his yesterday. Originals. <laughs> yeah, originals. Yeah, book, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my dad was like, you have to read it. It's so good. I'm buying it for you today. And he's <laughs> someone who I've emailed with like several times to try to get on the show. And he's, he's never, he's always like, sorry. And I'm like, one of these days I'll get you. <laughs> but in any case, um, so he has this whole philosophy and, and science around like, you know, there are givers and there are takers. And then the third word he uses, I can't, I can't recall it off the top of my head, but it's basically like the, the person who can do both. Mm -hmm. And like, cause if you give, give, give all the time, then ultimately people just take from you. Yeah. And if you take, take, yeah. take, people don't give you anything, but then there's the middle ground right. of being the intermediary of being able to give and take as the book title says. And yeah. the, really what I want to kind of bring out with, 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 with saying that is that, if you give with the expectation of getting something in return, you don't build relationships. And, and almost even more so than, like you said, like money doesn't make the world go around. It is kind of kindness or whatever that makes the world go around. I think beyond that, it's, it's connection and relationships that make the world go around and make your own life advance and go around. Because if you are, if you have terrible relationships, you know, whether it's personally, professionally, et cetera, you're not going to get very far and therefore you won't be able to help anyone. That's right. However, if you have good, strong relationships, starting with the fact that, Hey, you look at it in terms of how can I contribute to this situation? How can I contribute to this environment, this whatever versus what do I need to get out of it? It, it dramatically changes how you approach it and therefore the returns you ultimately get out. Well, and I think it's, it's exactly. sort of that developing empathy. And yes. being able to say, okay, this particular thing might not benefit me in any way, but I can see how it's going to benefit that person. And that overall is going to have like a positive impact. 
And I think that's kind of, that's sort of what my, when I was speaking a couple minutes ago, kind of what I'm getting at is that I think people have a really hard time getting outside of how's this going to benefit me. I mean, you know, we've all these pieces of legislation that are going on right now. And I think people have a really hard time stepping outside of like, how is this going to cost me less money? How is this going to get me Mm. a job? How is this going to help me? You know, and and it's very easy to dismiss. Well, I don't care how it's going to impact that whole section of America. How is this going to help me? And until we ever get to the place where we think holistically, how is this going to be a positive impact for, you know, more people or, or even just understanding like, okay, this might be great for me, but bad for that person. And where can I come to like a middle ground, you know? Yes. And, you know, it's actually a proven fact that when an individual or a person, um, the more help or kindness or they receive from somebody else, the more they're willing to give back to somebody else. And, and they're willing to reciprocate that kindness back. So basically what that means is, the more we are helping another person, the more that person is willing to help somebody else. And that way, you know, we're multiplying the word of the kindness or gratitude. And it just it makes the world go round and round, but with basically what we need. And that's more positivity and, and bringing out that better side of somebody than always focusing on on the media and all the things, because it's emotionally draining, to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it is. And I I solely believe that we are what we, like what we are fed with is who we become. In other words, it just seems like, for instance, the media is focusing a lot. If you turn on the media, for instance, you, the news, you will get maybe three quarters of it all about the violence and the crimes and all the things that are happening. Then you get a little portion of something that something good. And, and then you have the sports at the end. But what <laughs> yeah. if, what if we turned that around? What if we had sports first? What if, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, what if we had the, the more focus on, on the positive side and the goodness for the first three quarters of the news and then maybe a little bit of the crimes and something that happened and then the sports at the end. So what if we turn that around? So I think that it really, it would feed that to people, you know, it would, it would create like, just like when you're eating French fries and hamburgers, you start to look like a French fry and a hamburger. If you're, eating a, <laughs> if you're eating a healthy meal and salads and you're eating healthy, you are a healthier person. So, you know, maybe if we switch the, the focus on, on what we're watching, then perhaps we would be become a better person that way too. So I think it all makes sense. It's just, you know, I think it's just switching that other button and maybe turning something else on and, and kind of revamping things a little bit. And I think this is why the, the businesses and the companies are doing that because they're actually in need of revamping a lot of things because they want to be able to coincide with what, what the millennials are looking for right now. And that's why I think that if there was more opportunities in the corporate world, and I worked before I became an entrepreneur, I worked in a corporate and I remember at that time, I think the corporations now are and the companies are are switching and, and revamping things. But back then it was more, you know, I was in my cubicle and I needed to get my work done and it didn't matter whether I had family or not. Uh, the focus was 
on getting my work done. And basically that's all. But I think if, if there was opportunities more even back then when I worked of giving back, then it would, I think overall, I think I would feel better and I would work better or I think not just for me, but for a lot of people. And then I think that when you're giving that opportunity at a workplace to give back, you're creating givers and you're creating a culture of givers. And ultimately that has a huge impact on the organization's success. And um, so I think there's just a lot of revamping that needs to be done, whether it's in, in our communities or in the workplace. I think that that's a great focus to, to concentrate on. That line you mentioned, what we are fed is who we become. You're filled, you're filled with good one-liners today. <laughs> uh, to me, when I hear that, what I think of is, kind of Victoria, what you touched on earlier is like, what experiences do you have and can you create new, can you step outside of your comfort zone and encounter new experiences to really understand what's happening beyond yourself? And that's where, that's what I think is, is severely lacking is the willingness to experience something beyond your own quote unquote bubble. And even if you look at, you know, take the Chicagoland area, Chicago itself, as bad as the violence is, as bad as the news coverage gets, I have very little hope for things changing because most of Chicago is going to watch that and say, you know what, but it's happening down there. It's on the south side. It's not here. We're, we're good over here. I can feel bad about it for the 20 seconds while I'm watching it, but the second they change the topic, okay, it's out of sight, out of mind, and I know it's happening, but it's not happening to me. And only at the point at which does it start to happen to you do you then be like, oh, okay, this really is a problem. And do you have? And it's like the point at which you have that uh, almost like catalytic event happened to something that either is to you personally or something that you care about, mm-hmm. do you then actually get pushed to make a change? And that's, I would say that that's kind of true with like, with most things, not just the idea of giving back. It's even like, you know, people will work a crappy job until the day that like, oh, something really bad happens. And they're like, okay, now I have to get out. And that, you know, it's like something that sparks the change or the, you know, the reason to do something different ultimately. But that's why it's important to, you know, again, get out of that bubble. Because if you're, if what you're fed is what you become, if you're only fed the things that either say that what you have going on for yourself is good and what's not, what's happening down there, quote unquote, is bad, then you're just going to keep living in this, I'm here and they're, they are there. And I think having like a, a more profound understanding of how someone's life can get to a point that's so different than yours, like understanding that they've had just this myriad of different experiences that some are totally out of their control and have put them now in a place where they're a very different person than you. And you're coming at things with a very different viewpoint. You know what I mean? I think that's, that's what's like so hard to grasp because we're all like, well, well, then they should have just gone to college or they should have just done this or they should have just done that. And it's like, okay, but they didn't even have the, the opportunity to make that decision, you know? And this is like, this is going to sound super goofy, but I don't know if anyone watches Orange is the New Black. I don't. saw it. Okay, <laughs> it's actually, so what I've I hear taken it's great, away, but I've it is, it. what I've taken away from the show, with, you know, outside of like the silliness or the drama or whatever is, they often like in a lot of episodes do these little backstories where they like go back in time on each of these women that are in the prison and sort of show how like one misstep to another to another landed them in prison and you're like, 
wow, that was like, that could happen to anyone kind of thing, you know, and maybe not exactly that situation might happen to me, but you, you become really aware of the fact that, okay, it's not just like they're a terrible person and they did all these terrible things. Well, one thing led to another and she was trying to protect her family or do this or make a decision here or there. And they ended up there. And actually since starting to watch that show, I've volunteered a few times, um, at uh, the Lincoln Park Community Shelter, as well as um, another one this past weekend in Gar- um, Gar- Gar- Garfield Park. Park. Garfield Park, yeah. Um, through Chicago Cares Servathon at um, these shelters that are, you know, for people who are coming out of um, prison or out of homelessness and they're transitioning, um, you know, back into being, con- you know, contributing part of, you know, society and finding a job and, and having a place on their own. and and having interesting conversations with those people that's, you know, kind of relating back to what I've seen on this TV show that I think is like a very interesting perspective you might not get if you didn't go down that path of asking and, you know, finding out how someone got to that point. That's a really different, like, I, hopefully I never end up in jail, but that's, I think, a very different life experience and it can so easily happen. Yes. And that's why I feel like the world is all, honestly, it's not the materialistic items or the money. It's really, and I know I'm going to sound cheesy, but it's really the love that needs to be just spread around all of us. Whether you're in the grocery store, there's so many times, like I'm with my kids, for instance, we're shopping and a person in front of me gets angry at the cashier because they're taking too much of their time or, or they're, the customer in front of them has issue with the coupons and whatever the case may be, but they're waiting in line for a long time. And I am sitting there kind of observing from my angle and, and just trying to almost, I almost feel like I want to give them a hug (laughs) (laughs) just because maybe, you know, maybe the actions that people have um, is because maybe it's something they're lacking. Maybe, um, you know, whatever it is that they're going through or they've been through as a child, um, is what makes them act the way they act now. And I think that, you know, even for my kids right now, I really try to focus on and I really try to give them that example. And that's why it's so exciting because having being an entrepreneur and having a company that's really here to solely give that example to others and have a way of paying it forward for somebody else and giving that great example for my kids is gives me really the drive to do what I do and the, and the passion, uh, because it really, I, as a mom, I really do want a better future for my kids and the world that we inherited right now is something that I'm not proud of. (laughs) And I think that it's just getting worse and worse. It seems like, so we need to take actions and whatever the actions that the people take, I think there's a reason for that. So it's all the things that need to be considered. Let's pause for a hot minute for this quick PSA. Are you part of the startup community? If so, keep listening. If not, go ahead and hit the skip ahead button because this is not going to apply to you. The Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast is a property of Raj Nation Innovation. What is Raj Nation Innovation? Well, it's simple. I talk to founders and startup teams every day who flat out tell me, hey, we suck at telling our story. I help remove the suck. Combining a unique background of both branding expertise as well as songwriting expertise from my experience as a hip-hop artist, I take a performance lens and mindset to the world of business communication. 
Using this approach, I partner with growth-focused startups to help them develop their story, their go-to-market message, and their pitch so they can raise venture capital and acquire their early customers. Think of me like the Will Smith character Hitch, but for startups. And yes, I will tell you when you're dancing like an idiot. Does this sound like a conversation we should have? If so, head to www.rajnationinnovation.com. That's R-A-J Nation Innovation.com. Send me a message through there and let's chat. Back now to the podcast. Yeah, and, and part of that too, like it, it comes back to you, right? Like, could you can you create this rounded out set of experiences, right? Like you just said, like all the things need to be considered. Well, then it, you have to really take stock and be like, okay, what do I know and what what do I not know? And how do I learn more of what I don't know today but can figure out tomorrow and the day after that and so forth? Like, you know, one of the things I thought was really interesting was uh, over the last several years, I've learned about like, like the government quote unquote entitlement system and how that actually works. And I think there are a lot of people out there who are like, oh, these people are lazy. They can't just get a job. Like, screw them. Right. And right. I'll tell you, as someone who accidentally like got, I don't know if accidentally, but like without even intending to, I got put on government aid a couple of years ago when I left my job and they were like, you don't qualify for Obamacare. So we, you have to go on Medicaid because when you leave, like I, I literally, I called up the line and I was like, hey, I need, I, I need to purchase Obama or, you know, affordable care. I need to purchase healthcare coverage. And they ask you a series of questions. And then they're like, you have to be able to tell them what is your like salary going to be over the next three months. And I had no idea what I was doing next. Yeah. So I didn't have an answer for that. And they were like, okay, well, you qualify. You don't qualify for this. You qualify for Medicaid. And I was like, wait, let me be clear here. I was like, I'm willingly leaving a job and I think I'm going to go get another job pretty soon. And they're like, yeah, that's what it is. is. And then they were like, oh, and you also qualify for uh, the link card, the food stamps. And I was like, what? (laughs) And I like triple checked on it. (laughs) And I'll tell you, I caught a lot of flack from from a handful of friends for that. They were like, oh, you should turn that down. And I'm like, well, A, I mean, yeah, it could help me out in the moment because I didn't have a job and I didn't know what I was doing next. Am I in as dire straits as other people? Absolutely not. But the kind of the criticism I got was like, you know, like my taxes pay into that, et cetera. And I was like, okay, you know what? My taxes have also paid into it. Yeah, right. And exactly. like the, in, the, in, the, in the three <laughs> yes. and a half years. That's, we why had, we, that's why we pay taxes. Right. Because if suddenly you got into a situation like that, you hope that coverage would be there for right. you. And in the three and a half years we had been working to that point out of college, it's like, you know what? If you want me to write you a check for like the $8.20 that you've contributed over the past three and a half years as an individual, I'm happy to do that for you. Uh but what I learned, you know, through that process was that you, the way this system actually works, and I'm bringing up the story to show the, to show the reason why it's important to try to understand what are situations before you form an opinion or be like, that's wrong or whatever, yeah. is the, the way like Medicaid and, and um, even getting government assistance, like just like uh, quote unquote income money works and the link card and all that stuff is... If your monthly income is $1,500 a month or more, you don't get benefits. But if you are at 1499.99 per month or less, you do get benefits. And think about that. Right. For someone who doesn't, who maybe who doesn't have like a great job, maybe it's like an hourly job or whatever, it's, and I, this is where I think the system needs to change itself because yeah. it's, it's actually a system that encourages unemployment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the fault of the person, I think it's the fault of the system. If you make, $1,501 a month, you're going to be worse off than if you make 
1400 or 1300 a month and get some benefits as well. So you got to understand like that's how the system is designed. And before you look at someone and say, Oh, they're just lazy. They can't go out and get a real job. Cause I even remember, uh, six years ago or so I ran this like little campaign to try and help someone on a street corner get a job because he was every day I'd walk past him coming home from work and he'd have a little sign that said resumes on hand, like willing to work. And then so I took his resume, I put it online, tried to get him work, but ultimately, you know, to no avail. But the, you know, in talking with him, I was like, how come you don't just get like a waiter job or like a busboy job? And he said, you know, that doesn't pay enough. And at the time I was like, oh, come on, like that's really your answer. But then as I learned more, it's like, no, I get it. Because if you don't make a whole lot, you can still get money from the government. And again, your situation is going to be better up versus unless you, you know, cross that like $3,000, $4,000 threshold. Then you're then you're fine, but when you're if right. you're just around that hovering live around on minimum wage exactly right if you're just hovering around that fifteen hundred a month which is what going to be twenty eighteen thousand for the year mm-hmm. you're screwed yeah and and yeah. and if you were in that situation really think about what you would do would you take what's going to be better for you and your family or would you would you further put you and your family at risk and this is the importance of really understand and that's one example but. I say that to a larger effect of really take the time to get to know what are people actually going through? Because just because you think you know what it's like doesn't mean you know what it's like. Well, and I think to circle that, yeah, to circle that back to, you know, the the idea of giving back when I think that just like having empathy and, and being more, you know, open eyed in these situations is sort of a form of giving back. But but I think I just think that taking all of this into account, when you want to figure out how can I give back, you need to know what the issues out there are so that you can help solve them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I think, where you have to start in terms of how do I give back? Where do I give back? What do I give back? It might be something really small, like helping someone find a job. But until you sort of open yourself up, and understand what the issues are out there outside of your own personal little sphere of the world. It's hard to even know where to start. I think with that, it comes back to, again, like, what are the skills you have that can help other people? You don't have to go and create or you don't have to, like, learn something new. You don't have to, like, create money that doesn't exist for you today. It's, you know, like with Chris Leamy, are you a musician who can play and help people? Stuff I've done with my own music is the proceeds just benefit a cause that I care about. So, like, with my recent Hamilflow album... All the proceeds go are going to go towards a CPS school to help uh, restore a music room there. Because like I care about you know arts and that kind of stuff. Am I personally like going out and having to raise a lot of money like without anything behind it? No. Or am I having to sit there and be like, well, I can't write a five hundred dollar check on my own. What can I do? I can create some music that people want to hear, and in exchange, it's like you know, like I personally know, like I don't need music to be the thing that pays me. Um, just cause that's how I, that's what I've decided. Music is not going to be like my meal ticket at the end of the day. So it's not my meal ticket. Can I use it for good? Yes, I can. And I can get people interested in something and say, Hey, why don't you buy this album? You're going to get good music and you're also going to help out, you know, people in need at the end of the day as well. Right. There's so many, this is my, um, my grandma's actually been doing this since, I don't know, for quite a long time, like at Christmas every year, instead of getting, I like we're all grown and none of us need presents anymore. So every year she makes 
um, donations in each of our names. And then she gives us like a card of like what we, and it's usually like, you know, you donated like 15 chickens to a family, you know, or somewhere. Um, and, and that's actually snowballed. I've had a couple of birthdays where like, I don't need anything. And people are like, what should I, we get you? What should we get you? And I'm like, make a donation in my name to this charity or whatever. And like, there's, so there's, there are ways around, like you said at the beginning, some people feel like, oh, I don't have money to give, or I don't have time to give, but you know, making it, or even at the holidays saying, instead of all giving each other gifts this year, let's, you know, let's make donations or something. That's, that's just a really easy way to kind of like swap something out that you maybe don't need. Um, and then go to swap adventure yeah. and <laughs> look at that. <laughs> But you're you're absolutely right. Both of you, I think you guys, uh, what you mentioned about um, using your set of skills and I think opportunities, always trying to find um, opportunities to give back because there's so many of them. And I'll give you an example. And I think that it makes me want to just every time I go shopping now, I kind of look for ways to 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 help somebody else when they help me. But it's as simple as I remember walking into a store and I was buying something for my kids and it was clothing for the season, whatever it was at that time. But I remember there was a sale going on and I didn't have that coupon that I wanted to use. And the person behind me, and I was, she, was, she saw that I was looking for the coupon and the, the lady's like, well, I'm sorry, without the coupon, I cannot give you any discount. And the lady behind me, um, she was like, well, here, why don't you use my coupon? She gave me her coupon. I was so excited because I would save like 40 bucks that day. But she made my day and I was like, okay, so now when I go shopping and I have my coupons, <laughs> I always look for, you know, if there's people in front of me that are in the same situation that I was, I always try to hand them over my coupons. Just, I know it's something very little, but it really makes your day when, when you're able to even save that 10 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is that may be. But another example um, that I wanted to to share was recently my, my son started hockey and he uh, his coach provided him skates. He had extra set of skates and um, he gave it to him for free. And I was like, and I was very appreciative and very grateful because it just seems like nowadays, um, not a lot of people give you things for free, <laughs> you know, and, and giving back is actually something free. And it was so nice that um, to have somebody do that for us. And I think that, it's so nice to have, like you mentioned, the swap adventure events because that is exactly what's happening. And the, um, his coaches actually said, well, you don't have to give me those skates back, but if you have a place to give it to, and I'm like, I have a perfect place to give mm -hmm. those skates once my son grows out. And it's going to go to a swap adventure because it's paying it forward. And we, I remember so many times when um, the moms come in and they share with us, for instance, stories where um, our event had impact, how it impacted them. Or um, one of the moms was sharing that um, she was so happy because she was expecting her second child and her first daughter was already, you know, older. So she didn't have any items left from her first daughter. So she was literally able to fulfill her entire uh, baby's room from our events. And she just kept coming to these events and it was able to get all these items for free and baby clothes. She got um, bouncers, crib. We even have mattress from cribs. I mean, anything we, she was able to fulfill her entire baby's room without having to spend a penny. 
And um, it's so nice because the moms or the attendees that come to these events, they don't ex- they give those items because they want to give it to somebody else and and they want to share it with somebody else and get they're giving it back without expecting anything in return. And I think the more opportunities we give to people or find it in ways around us, whether you're in the store, whether you're uh, in the park, whatever it may be, there's always ways you can find to to help somebody or make somebody else smile or just make them feel good. So um, I think to make, maybe, maybe the goal should be to make giving back your daily routine, <laughs> you know, just like we have to brush our hair in the morning or brush our teeth. That's, that's our routine, daily routine. Maybe when we put on our clothes, maybe that's something that we also have to think of, well, how do I, we're going to, how am I going to give back today? And with that set of mind, I think, you know, we are going to work towards that and it's going to, things are going to get accomplished. I, I like that. Make a daily routine. That's I'm going to think more on that now. How, how can how can that be enacted daily? Uh, something else though, that you said there was uh, about you know create looking at ways you in which you can create opportunity. And what that reminded me of was last week, uh, as part of the Tech Week conference, there was a diversity in tech panel event in Chicago, which I thought was an, a fantastic panel event. And someone I know was one of the speakers. Uh, Marquel Jones, and one of the things he was talking about, and Marquel is his story is really interesting. Um, he uh, owns a t-shirt company now, but his background is in like um, uh, activism and politics and things like that. And actually, prior to that, he was in the military. He got discharged on "Don't Ask, Don't Tell," and he was actually one of the people who helped reverse that policy. Um, and he's 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 uh, uh, African American as well. And one of the things he was talking about in terms of like, how do you create diversity in tech or in the corporate world even is looking at, and, and this is to your point, uh, Maggie, about how do you create opportunity? So looking at, you know, some of the, some of the bigger corporations or some of the companies that, you know, are beyond just like, you know, a couple people running it and can afford to bring on interns. He was saying, his exact line was, what a lot of people don't realize is unpaid internships is a privilege because there's a lot of good talent out there that simply cannot afford to work an unpaid internship because they need to be able to produce income for their family. And, you know, they're, they already might be paying for college and that's a big strain on them. And I think a default action is like, oh yeah, we'll get interns. We don't have to pay them. You know, we can like people work for free. Let's do that. But that's coming back to kind of full circle with the, what we talked about before is understanding what don't you like, Take, take a little extra time and figure out what else is out there that you don't know mm-hmm. and what else do you need to expose yourself to? Because I think if more companies knew that or were even just aware that I think that line says it's so good, unpaid internships is a privilege. And I had never thought about it like that before until he brought it up that you'd start to see, hey, maybe there's people out there we're ignoring. Maybe there's people out there we can give opportunity to that, it, you know, if we just figured out a way to, to be able to pay them or do, you know, so to do something more than make them work for free. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And, and people do want to volunteer. People do want to do something good to affect somebody else. So we got to give them a chance. We got to find ways and opportunities to give it to them. And, you know, that's why these events that we, we host throughout the Chicagoland area is an, a perfect opportunity um, to not only be able to recycle and, and declutter your house, because that's always a good feeling too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not alone you're you're coming in there and you have an opportunity to give back 
and the opportunities need to be there because, and I'll give you an example why I keep mentioning that because I remember before we started Swap Adventure, um, there was a period of um, when my second son, um, he when he outgrew all the baby items that I had, I was actually looking for a place to donate those items. And I remember at that time I was working um, and in my office, I remember just emailing a, a ton of um, orphanages at that time because I was looking for a place to donate all these things. And um, I remember it was so difficult for me to do so. And I had all these great things that I wanted to donate, but I, it, it was really interesting to, to find, to, have a hard time finding a place where a it didn't resell those items because I really wanted it directly to go to somebody who needed it. And, um, or they would just give me specific things that they needed, which, um, was also very important. But at that time I just wanted to get rid of all the things that I had. And I know there's so many people out there in poverty and I know so many kids that could use those items and I couldn't under understand why it's so difficult to donate. So I think giving those opportunities to people, um, and, and making it easy and convenient for them is really going to create more opportunities for every one of us. I think that's a good because transition that, point. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because I just, you know, at that time, like if I had an easy way of donating, I mean, it would just be a no brainer for me. But I, I honestly was a, at, a, at a stuck place where I couldn't find a place to donate without having that resold. And I remember finding one girl who at that time um, was working with an orphanage in Europe and I was able to give her all the items that I that I had. But it was really interesting to me how difficult it was. And then when I Googled it, I actually found other moms in the same situation as me trying to find a place to donate items and it wasn't as easy for them. So I think opportunities and, and making it as convenient as possible is what's gonna really help. I think that's a really good transition point. Let's spend a few minutes now talking more about Swap Adventures. So last week on the show, we had your co-founder, Angelica Babich, on. And she kind of gave the full, you know, kind of the full rundown of what Swap Adventure is. For any of our listeners, go back and listen to that episode so you have a little bit more context for what we're about to talk here. Um, I, I actually have a couple of different questions for you, Maggie. Uh, and Victoria, okay. I have a couple of different questions. What I'd like to know off the bat is um, what what is it that you personally uh gain out of doing swap adventure you know personally what i gained out of swap adventure is honestly i have to say is just trying to be a better person i think swap adventure in general gives me um the push and um of wanting to be a better better mom and a better person overall because of all the good things that we're doing and providing for for everybody, it just makes me want to be be a good entrepreneur and and be able to help out as many ways I and I possibly can. So I would say generally the most thing I gain out of it is being a good entrepreneur and and being a better, trying to be always a better person. How do you feel? Um, and and I'll take a shot in the dark here. Are you either an immigrant or a first generation American? I'm an immigrant. I came here from, I was born in Poland. Okay. And how long ago, how long have you been in the U.S.? So um, I've been in the U.S. for 30 years now. Okay. How do you feel, and so then, um, how do you feel, I guess, immigrantpreneur could be a new, uh, <laughs> new term here. Yeah. Uh, how do you mm -hmm. feel that immigrant experience has shaped your, your persona as an entrepreneur? 
You know, that is that is something that makes this my experience very special, I think, because, you know, when I when I lived in Poland, um, it wasn't always easy. And we we weren't wealthy or anything like that. And at that time, it was very difficult times as well. And it really did help me. It helped me. It, helped, it shaped me into the person that I am today, I think, by going through these struggles and, and coming. I Before we came to America, I also lived in Germany for two years. And then, um, so I really knew three languages at one point. Wow. <laughs> yes. Some of so, us are still trying to master one. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. So, you know, experience the different cultures and the different um, ways of living, I think it really shaped me to the person that I am today and um, appreciate things more. Um, I remember, you know, um, in Poland, for instance, when we lived in, in a one, literally it was a one bedroom house with a kitchen. So imagine a standard room and a kitchen and there was no, not even a bathroom inside. It was in the hallways, I remember. But my point to that is um, during that time, even during the difficult times that we lived in, it never really mattered to me um, the room, how many rooms we've had or how big my house was. As a child, all I remember was the love that my mom was able to provide me and my brother and the compassion we received in the house from my parents. And I remember when I was 12 and we were able to go back to Poland, uh, we actually got to visit that house that we lived in. And at that time, I remember looking at that little room that we lived in, and I couldn't believe how small it was. It really downed on me that at, when I was little, I didn't even notice the size of it. And um, now living in, Amer in America, and it's, it's a lot easier lifestyle. Um, so I was able to appreciate um, things in, the, in bigger ways, I would say. Because you're coming from, you know, something very small to and no, realizing that when you have little for a child doesn't matter. And when you're able to work hard and, you know, work your butt off and, and do what you can to make things better for you and your kids and your family is what matters. Well, and I'm sure... Uh, swap adventure then is is just one of the many kind of fruits of that kind of intensive uh you know work hard attitude right well i think you know swap adventure everything that i've i've experienced um from being a child to growing up in in different cultures and, and coming to america is really where it led me to where i am right now um and that's what makes this a very special experience too because you know, you got to experience it. You got to kind of see what's out there. And and now you get to do what you love to do and where your heart was always at. And I, I think for me, it was always um, taking care of. Um, I vote, My heart was always, I remember even in Poland when I lived there, and um, there was a lot of kids, orphanage kids at the schools, um, even when I went to school back, you know, when I was little in Poland. Um, my heart was always curious to, you know, to learn about those kids I've always wanted to visit an orphanage because I couldn't imagine how hard it must be for a child without any parents. And um, I don't know, for some reason, my heart was always there and I never got a chance to go visit one when I when I was a child. And now that I got to go and experience it, it really 
really makes me want to do even greater things for them. I got one more question here for you, and then Victoria might have one, one as well. But um, And this is more on the business side of things with Swap Adventures. For our listeners, for people who are listening who are maybe earlier entrepreneurs or maybe just kind of starting out their entrepreneurial journey, and I know one of the things that's often recommended to them is to kind of look at and study different business models and see if, you know, is that a model that could apply to me? Uh, and how, you know, how could I ultimately like, you know, create a solid revenue model off of this? So with Swap Adventure, what is, what is sort of the business model and, and, and the, the revenue stream at the end of the day that, you know, our listeners could look at and be like, okay, maybe that's something that could work for my business. Well, what's what's exciting about our model is that really is reshaping um, and giving opportunities for businesses to also be a part of something truly spectacular, and that's giving back. So we have opportunities, um, marketing opportunities, and, and sponsorships available to really let your brands and and your products shine um, with Swap Adventure and really promote um, your brand in in a, in a very exciting way. Um, so basically, our model is through sponsorships and uh, and marketing um, and having a way to promote your products and services. That's great, and that kind of that kind of brings it back to you know helping corporations get involved, improving their triple bottom line, people planet profit. Um, yeah, giving back at the end of the day. So then let's let's kind of come back to our main topic here and wrap up. Our, our topic question for today, which is this is a great conversation, is how do you give back? We'll start with Victoria and then we'll we'll come to me and close with you, Maggie. Victoria, how do you give back? So I think you can give back in a million and one ways. And I think it starts with empathy, uh, the desire to give back, knowing that other people may need help where you don't. Um, and I think it's just being creative. If you don't have the money to necessarily donate, figuring out how you can give your time or you can give things you no longer need. So I think it's empathy and being a little bit creative. My answer for how do you give back? So I've got, I've got a, a, a few answers here uh, and I'll, I'll try to make it <laughs> as concise as possible. One of them is go beyond the one time feel good. And because it, it's so, I think we love to be like, oh, I cleaned up a beach today, met my quota for the year of doing something good. Uh, and it's great to do a beach cleanup, but what can you do? And I think maybe because more back to Maggie, what you were saying is like, what more things can become part of your routine or more routine like? And what are the small acts of kindness that can be put into play all the time, not just Oh, it's that time of the year again. It's that it's that one day where now we go and build a school and that's it. Um, <laughs> another thing I'll say is, uh, as I mentioned before, use your skills to give back if you can't use your money. And, you know, like people might hear like the examples I gave with my music or Chris Leamy's music. And be like, yeah, well, I'm not a musician. So what can I do? Teaching yoga. Classes. Right. Teaching a yoga <laughs> class um, like Victoria. We're going to do that weapons of mass compassion event. Um and you know to help bridge the gap between police officers and the citizens and even beyond that i mean okay i don't teach yoga what can i do then i think like one of the, one of the examples i always use with people is uh, so i went to cal i did my undergrad at DePaul university loved that school and but you know what i get a call every week asking to donate money and you know what like i'm not in a position to be able to donate really anything significant someday i will give back i will, i'm hoping to get to a point where i can write a large check 
But what do I do in the meantime is I mentor students. And honestly, my response on the phone call is, you know what, the way I'm able to contribute right now is with my time. And I will, you know, if they can book a mentor session with me or whatever, like that's a way I can give back. And I don't have to feel bad about being like, oh, I can't give money. At least I can give something back. And then the third thing I'll say is uh, understand where you fit in the larger context um, of society at the same time. So this goes back to the point we made about uh, it might help you, but is it better for everyone else the same? Is your personal gain worth whatever ripple effect that might have. And the specific example I will draw on for that is, um, you know, and not to make this so political, but. Hard not to. Yeah, well, so you, <laughs> you look at uh, a lot of people who voted for Trump's were people in the business world who said, oh, I'm gonna get better tax breaks out of this, right? And, and <laughs> honestly, the reality of it is, is if that tax plan were to get enacted, like all other things equal, that's a big asterisk, all other things equal, if that tax plan were to get put through, it would actually benefit me a ton. It would benefit Victoria mm-hmm. a ton. It would benefit <laughs> Maggie, you and Angelica a ton. It would benefit business owners everywhere right. a ton, right? Now, right. putting the big if part aside, when I look at, okay, who, you know, could I vote for, some, for him or whatever, right? I could say, you know what? That's going to benefit me personally a lot. However, is it worth how it could adversely impact so many other people. And my answer to that question was no, it wasn't like my personal gain in the short term wouldn't be worth what I felt would be a negative ripple effect for, like, for all other facets. And if you're someone who voted for Trump and you believe everything else that's going on is positive, awesome, then great. But that's not, that was not my opinion of the situation. And therefore, and I had to look at how do I fit into the larger context of society, not just how do I fit into my own life and what I want, but how is this going to help other people too? And that was a really long-winded answer, but Maggie, <laughs> how do you give back? <laughs> you know, always try to, um, I always try to find opportunities. Uh, wherever I'm at, I always try to find opportunities to give back. Um, paying it forward is, is a great way because you're, you're helping somebody without wanting something in return. And really the act of kindness, it, create a huge impact and it's very powerful. But I think always try to, um, I always try to shape myself into the person that I want to be. Um, and it takes me back to, to my high school. I remember in my history class as a bonus, we, for extra credit, we were able to think of a, um, or find a quote, an inspirational quote, um, to get that extra credit. And I remember I couldn't find an inspirational quote that really sticked out for me. So I remember uh, I came out with my own. <laughs> I didn't tell the, the teacher at that time, I remember, but it was the quote that I came up with was, um, it's not who you are, but who you are about to become. And at that time, that quote did not mean anything to me, but it was a way to get the extra credit. <laughs> but for some reason, that quote really stuck in my head and I never forgot it. And now doing what I'm doing right now, um, I realize that there's a purpose of, of that quote. And it really is always try to be a better person, always try to accomplish great things because you can make a difference and don't ever feel like it has to be, you know, you have to have the time or, or the money to, to be able to give back in an enormous way. 
it's the little things that really make a difference. And we are, we're all part of the same grand equation. And honestly, and that is life. And I think it's an obligation that we all have. And just try to focus on, I always try to focus on just being that better person and finding ways of giving back in any way or form. Maggie Pavelko. Pavelko or Pavelko? Pavelko, yeah. Pavelko, yeah. Is that the Polish, Polish uh, pronunciation? <laughs> the W is a V, yes. Yes, yes. Well, which is very much like Indian accents work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maggie Pavelko. <laughs> never heard you. There you go. That's so good. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, thank you for giving back to us by giving us your time uh, and thank contributing you very to the much show. Thank you very much Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. That wrapped up our conversation with Maggie Pavelko. Maggie, thank you for joining us. I think we could have gone on for another 30 or so minutes talking about that topic. Tons of fun. Did you, the listener, enjoy this episode like I did? If so, the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help more people find the show, and therefore more people get to discover their inner awesome. In fact, here's a recent review from a gentleman named Brian. He titled the review, A How-To Guide from Successful People. He gave the show five stars and said, Loving this show. They have insightful guests who are successful in their field, share their stories of how they achieve their goals. It's like being part of a mastermind group of successful entrepreneurs looking forward to many more episodes. Shout out to Brian. Thank you for leaving that review. So I ask all of you listening if you could take 20 seconds and write a review yourself. It would mean a ton to Victoria and I. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whatever platform it is you listen to, whether that is iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or the various other podcasting platforms you can find this show. For full show notes, references, and resources, as well as Maggie and Swap Adventures contact information, you can grab it at www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. That'll do it for this one. Thank you again to Maggie Pavelko for joining us. For Victoria Cohen, I am Raj Nation. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. We will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care and be awesome today.